No. Of course your health is serious. The reason I did this was to make people take the right thing seriously and give you tools to see what you know isn't going to help you. A lot of people stand to profit off you taking the wrong things really seriously. So I'm just trying to cut through those narratives. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the show. So today I want to talk about appetite versus hunger. And I'm going to dive right into it because I wrote this episode out and I have all my bullet points. And I think this is one of the more useful ones that I'll create. So I'm really excited about it. Especially at the very end, I talk about action steps and what you can actually do, especially if you're experiencing these things in an extreme way. The big thing to remember is that appetite and hunger are different. Hunger is a true evolutionary cue from our body. When we need energy, our bodies tell us. We have evolved to eat until we're full and then stop and then not eat again until we're hungry. Actually, physiologically hungry. There are so many cues that have nothing to do with the physical need for more fuel. I took this list from Precision Nutrition. I want you to just listen and see if anything may resonate. And spoiler alert here, it probably does because most of us have experienced these things, whether we feel them in an extreme way or we feel them just in general. Cues from our physical environment. For example, the size of dishes, how close the food is to us. One study found that people ate more from a candy dish right in front of them, but not much less from a candy dish six feet away. They also ate more from an uncovered candy dish than a covered candy dish because it's mindless, right? Cues from our oral environment. So we like certain tastes. We like certain textures. We like sweet, fatty, and savory things. And we like creamy textures and crunchy textures. And we love that. And the food industry knows it. Also like multiple tastes and textures together, like sweet and salty. And then we have cues from our other senses. So as the saying goes, you eat with your eyes first. We like the way things look. We like the colors and you don't see like gray candy out there. Then we also love smells and food companies know this too. Cinnabon crafts the smell that you smell. It's not just from it baking. They put effort into that because they know it's going to trigger us wanting that and therefore we're going to go buy it and we're going to support their company. Then there's cues from our social environment and family and friends and peers and cultural messages about when and where it's okay to eat and even when and where you cannot refuse food and that's really interesting as well. The cues from our emotional and psychological environment are possibly the most potent and those are stress, it's anxiety, it's a desire for comfort which we all have inherently and if you're not getting it other places you're going to search for it within food. You also have these associations with food. You're like, baking cookies makes me happy. And then eating the cookies makes me happy. Or maybe it reminds you of a certain time. Those are all very, very potent in our subconscious. We also take a huge amount of cues from our habits and our routines and just our day-to-day life. So we have our morning coffee and our special mug or the usual at the coffee shop and being rushed in the morning. So you stop at McDonald's and you have Friday beers after work with the boys. And then you have snacking in front of the TV because it's our favorite show and then you have cake at birthday parties and mom's casserole at holidays and the list goes on and on, right? So this nutrition company put this list out because it's all things that we can relate to. Even if that's not your exact situation, you felt this way before. So what happens when we act on those urges that are not true hunger? So if we eat when we are not hungry, the dopamine signals that tell us that eating is a good thing are only temporary. Then what happens when you know you just boredom ate half the snacks in your house? you get pissed at yourself. And how do you undo being pissed at yourself? You search for another dopamine hit to feel good. Where did you most recently get that dopamine hit? Do you see where I'm going with this? 
This is why you're topping off your chips and candy night with ice cream too. It's because you're looking for a good feeling again because you feel badly about maybe overeating. Maybe it wasn't aligned with your goals, whatever reason. But wait, Billy Mays, there is more. So remember that hunger is hormonal. And yes, you can feel physical hunger, but there are hormones that make you hungry and full. So if you don't eat when you are truly physically hungry, your body ramps up those hunger signals via the hunger hormone ghrelin. I find you can understand almost anything in nutrition by walking a mile in some caveman clogs. Because if you think back, this makes sense. Food did not used to be easy to get. It actually used to be really fucking hard to get. Here's a short clip from Chelsea Pretty explaining the difference between life now and how hard it used to be. He was like complaining. He's like, my thumb doesn't fit all the way across to swipe. I'm like, men used to hunt. (laughs) So I feel like that makes my point. If you didn't eat for a long time, you probably felt like caveman shit. Then you only stand to get weaker from there. Your body has this mechanism to motivate you to go get high calorie and satiating food, right? When you're deprived. Because deprivation used to mean famine. Deprivation was not something you opted for. And you should also really note that high stress mimics this. The only situations in these times that stress was chronic and stress levels within your body were elevated for long periods of time and they were not acute were war and famine. Both of those, you needed to get as much food under your belt as possible. So it's going to highly motivate you. And this is why it's so, so hard to diet when you are stressed. Your body motivates you with this hunger hormone, which used to be a really good thing because it would get you off your ass to go kill something. Let me tell you, it's super fucking motivating. And I don't really know anybody that's battled that extreme hunger and won in the long run, like just purely hard headed. This is where I could go on a tangent about why it's important to diet on as many calories as you can while still burning fat, but I'm growing as a person, so I won't today. Here's where this all ties together and you can actually apply it to your life. If you are in a calorie deficit, it doesn't matter if you eat due to hunger or appetite as long as you're consuming the right amounts, right? So why does knowing the difference matter? Might I interest you in a quote? Hunger is not an emergency. Judith Beck. It can certainly feel like an emergency, but why? Why does it feel like such an emergency? We can survive days on end without consuming anything. And we know that you had a bagel two hours ago. Like, why do you feel so panicked? We know that we're not going to die if we don't eat right now. But when there's emotion tied in with eating, this creates the emergency. So it's not, I have to eat or I'll die. It's, oh no, I feel hungry. Fuck. Should I eat? No, I already had pizza, but that was a few hours ago, but it was pizza. I shouldn't have had pizza. I'm supposed to be eating less right now, but fuck. But what if I'm even more hungry and I overeat later? Fuck this diet. No, I'm going to go on vacation and I have to lose the weight and, but I'm going to feel like garbage. Fuck. I'm, I'm just going to have one cookie. That's not that much. I'll just have a fucking cookie. Fuck. I'm still hungry. Now I had a cookie. Fuck. I still feel hungry. Okay. No more eating. I'm done. I'm not going to eat today or tomorrow, but it was not the end of the eating. No, this emergency lands you about 12 cookies deep at the end of the night, plus a million other things because you couldn't just have a meal. Imagine if you just ate, just ate a normal, healthy, insatiating meal. Then you stopped when you were full. No need for arguments and panic. I hope you're seeing how the stories that we tell ourselves actually cause this panic, as well as causing many people's overeating. And it's not that your body doesn't know how to tell you it's hungry or full. You stopped listening. You can't hear your food voice telling you these things because your food voice is completely drowned out at this point. Have you ever tried to have a civil conversation while somebody's at the table extremely intoxicated? It's hard to hear the normal shit going on when your aunt is like drunkenly divorcing her husband at the Thanksgiving table. Your inability to regulate is not your fault entirely. Your aunt is drunk as shit and (laughs) is screaming 
a lot. This is me begging you to remove the drunk aunt. It's better for all the parties involved, but how do you actually remove that, right? Three steps. Step one. Have you ever had a friend that's never, ever been on a diet and they eat whatever they want and they never seem to gain a pound? Science did not have a party and forget to invite them. The laws of thermodynamics didn't skip over them. They have to eat a certain amount of calories to maintain that weight that they are at. They just never dieted, so they don't think about it. It's effortless because they never questioned their body's signals. So they have no drunk aunt at the table. Body says full, human stop putting fork to face. It's as simple as that. Most of us won't have this experience because we're all exposed to dieting so young. The first time you question your body, this is when this starts. I first questioned my body, I don't even know, 10, 11. I first dieted at 11 and I didn't really get to a place where I actually feel like I have no arguments in my head until like a couple of years ago, not even. Once you do not trust your body, your body no longer trusts you. The best way to regain that trust on both ends, your diet ends today. And don't worry, I'm not taking away weight loss from you. You're only going to miss out on yo-yoing if you still feel this way. That's a cold, hard truth, and it's hard to hear. But if you're just constantly fighting with yourself, you're going to go back and forth forever. You have to, at some point, fix the underlying issue. You can't just keep like putting a new roof on the house. You have to fix the foundation. Step two, just like that skinny bitch downing the burger, understand you are not fucking special. And this isn't mean. This is the best advice I can give you and probably the best advice I've heard to date. You are not the exception to the rule. You too have these fullness and hunger signals and a lot of you have them pretty pissed off right now because you haven't listened to them in a few decades, but that's okay. Your body is incredibly resilient, so start listening and stop fighting it. If you truly let yourself eat what you want, it won't be truly what you need at first, and that's the truth. It will be everything you restrict. I didn't let myself eat peanut butter for years. When I finally did, I literally would eat a jar in two or three days. I did this for a few months and now I don't really care about it. And it's it's fine. It's good, but it sits in my pantry for months if I buy a normal size jar and I don't like put it in the con toy for the dog. It's no longer off limit, so I no longer feel any type of way about the peanut butter. So I no longer give enough of a fuck to eat the whole jar because I never know when I can have it again. I know I can always have it. It's always there. There's no limit on it. So I don't really need peanut butter if I don't want peanut butter. Step three, don't give in to the idea that you can outsmart step two. You cannot restrict and still sort of listen to your body. The strong urges are a reaction from your body. How's this? If you think you're stronger than millions of years of evolution, fucking send it. For anybody who understands the odds of beating evolution in a cage fight are unlikely, I beg you to see this through. And it's going to be hard. And you might gain some weight. You might even lose weight. But you can't go into it with that goal. If you let your body actually breathe and feel safe, you will be shocked. The first time you leave something on your plate because you're just full, even if it's something you really, really like, you're not going to believe that you're at that place. I have been through it. It's an incredible feeling to not actually care that much. So Stephanie Buttermore is extremely popular. She has like millions of followers now for extreme dieting for years. And she was a bikini model. She had like 10% body fat year round, which for women is extremely, extremely low. She got super popular from going all in. All this meant is that she gave up all restriction. She ate over 5,000 calories per day for an extended period of time, literally whatever she wanted. She went from trying and like dying to maintain about 125 pounds to about 160-ish pounds at her top weight. And that was over the course of like six-ish months, I believe. Then she started losing weight, just losing weight, not trying to lose weight, just losing weight. 
she now sits at about 135 pounds and she eats whatever she wants. That didn't change. She didn't go on a diet after she did this. Her body just started giving her proper signals after it felt safe again and normalized her weight on its own. She didn't have to go on a diet because her body brought her to that normal weight because she started listening to it. She described before doing this that she would eat eight course meals and still feel starving after, even though she could hardly move because she was so physically full. She was so restricted that her hunger hormone had just completely overhauled all normal function to get her to eat. And after she did, her body started working with her. You are not special and neither is she. This is just your body returning to homeostasis in the best way it knows how. Go fucking eat something if you're actually hungry. If you have a candy bowl out, put it away. If you're losing your shit when you get hungry, reevaluate. And I hope not being special empowers you because it should. There have been a lot of humans before our dumb asses came along. Humans didn't get this far to be scared of cupcakes. I love you guys, and I hope that despite the cynical view I always take on these things, that you can really recognize how much power you have. And the reason I talk about these things this way is because you should be able to laugh. Like, you shouldn't be fighting with a cupcake. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. If you can take a little bit of a cynical approach and be like, am I going to let a fucking cookie boss me around? Like, seriously, I'm a grown adult. I raised three beautiful children and I'm going to let a cookie ruin my shit. Like, no, that's crazy. Like, you are so capable and you can do this. All you have to do is let go of that fear because fear is what holds you back from actually eating what you're restricting and actually going through the process of making your body trust you again. I hope that this gave you at least a little bit of power and a little bit of the I can do this feeling because you can. You're not the exception. And that's really good news. I appreciate all of you, all of the reviews, the donations to the show, everything. Thank you guys so much. And I will see you next week. Bye guys. (laughs) 